Hi, we're Katie, Jessica, and Shannon, and this is Boy Problems Podcast, a community focused on supporting families navigating substance use disorder. We hope sharing our stories, introducing you to experts, and answering all the questions you have no one else to ask will help you better navigate your story. Through our partners' recoveries, we found each other and formed our own squad, one we know is so valuable to how we manage this disease in our relationships. So we started bringing a microphone to our hangouts to extend our conversations to others just like us. When you're here, you're not alone. Hello, welcome to Boy Problems Podcast. This is a special episode with um, myself and Casey, my husband. Just going to be a one-on-one chat today. How are you feeling about it? Um, not great. Not super great. <laughs> Why? I don't, just I don't a, know. Just not, a casual, not my thing. Just a casual conversation. I have to do that all day. Oh. Well, thanks for doing it for me then. At home. Mm-hmm. So we are in our living room. The baby is asleep. And uh, this is our date tonight, just talking. So what I wanted to talk about with you... And that time is really moving pretty slow, isn't it? Stop it. What? This isn't a torture method. You agreed to do this. (laughs) Don't look at the time. It's been like 30 seconds. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So we're talking about, well, we can talk about whatever you want, but the reason we decided to do this episode with just me and you is because you, um, well, you recently relapsed, not, not that recent ago now, but you know, you were close to two years. Right. And yeah, so then that got us kind of thinking about, well, maybe we should share kind of what that process was for us because it's. I wouldn't say it's super common, but it's happened for us maybe more than other people. Yeah. We've had to work through it. Many times. Yeah. So maybe just me and you talking about it casually might help other people that are where relapse is common and you know, it's a it's we've talked before about how relapse can be um you know, a, a critical part of recovery. Mhm. And uh, a lot of people are afraid of it, especially family members. I was at one point, too. I mean, I still kind of am, but... Um, yeah, well, it's risky in this business, so... Yeah. It's not uh, booze, you know. Right. So, anyway, so we just want to talk about it, and maybe we can talk about what you and I do, how we navigate it, because it's rough even now. So why don't you start and just kind of tell me, tell everyone else kind of just a little bit about what happened. That's okay. Just whatever you want to share about it. Um, sure. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I can usually feel these things coming kind of months in advance. Um, but it's so subtle. It's hard to... It's hard. Mia, stop. It's our dog in the background. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's so subtle that it's hard to um, 
kind of yank out. Uh, you and it and it's weird because at first it feels like uh, you know these flashing thoughts or little cravings, but they're so easy to deal with that you're like tight. I'm, it seems like I'm good. I'm handling. Uh, I'm handling. Uh, you know this adversity or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I don't know. Gradually, the thoughts become a bit more pervasive. It's just really abstract, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I think it kind of it kind of has to be a perfect storm uh, of of events, you know. So that stuff was happening. You relapsed, but let's focus on what. Like me, like you told me. Right, yeah. So why don't you start there and then kind of your experience with <clears throat> between you and I. I think that's the valuable thing to share. Okay, yeah. Well, the, the so the person uh, that I had, that I got it from, I had, I had to get a lot, uh, a lot more than I would normally get. So um, I, I kind of knew I wasn't going to do it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't know how it was going to end. Like, I mean, I've I've given it away before, you know, back when I was doing it more frequently, and mm-hmm. uh, I flushed it before. Um, but uh, to be honest, this time I don't know. This time I felt like uh, you kind of already knew, um, and I I don't know. I mean, I didn't. Right. Well, I. But had... I was convinced you did. I sort of, like, there were a couple of, like, little, very, very small things that, I mean, like, very small things. And I asked, I remember asking you, mm-hmm. like, hey, are you, are you doing okay? <laughs> and then you, like, said, you convinced me, yeah, were. it wasn't that or something. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, okay, it's been almost two years, like, these triggers happen for me. Right. So I'm just going to, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. And for me, it's like it always comes out mm-hmm. if something's going wrong. So I can't spend. I, I just didn't have with now with a kid. Right. It was like, yeah. I can't like obsess and play detective and like. Well, yeah, it just what it wasn't fun. I mean, it just wasn't fun, mostly because Lenny. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, the new responsibilities of being a parent and, you know, and I was just terrified the whole time. So I was just, I was doing so just the most minuscule amounts because I thought for sure I was going to die or, or overdose. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to try to make sure that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, some people are going to wonder then like, what's the point of using like you know what I mean well like you get really bored or I don't know I lived so long kind of in the the margins you know and in gray areas and kind of making my own rules and doing things uh to the extreme uh and that's how I like felt uh felt alive you know mm-hmm. uh and I guess just uh I don't know I don't know I had I, I, I had just gotten really anxious and I was, you know, I'm not doing anything to, uh, to like discharge, uh, my anxiety. You know, I mm-hmm. was working out for a long time and that, 
that helped a ton. Mm-hmm. So what what was it like for you? Because you told me. Yeah, well, I think... Uh, what was that like for you? To be honest, you know, I was... Um, I've enjoyed the... I was enjoying the trust that we built up and uh, the independence I felt that I had. And uh, I wanted to retain some of that. So I think I was, you know, I, w- I was trying to kind of manipulate the situation. Because I kind of thought it, it was... I was just going to keep doing it, you know. I might have thrown that away, but I probably would have got more. So I had to st- kind of stop it in its tracks. But I also was trying to win win some points, you know. Uh, yeah. Get out of it with a little bit of dignity right. instead of you know feeling like a little kid that's caught and getting in trouble. It's. Uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate that you told me because it's also not fun to play detective and like feel like crazy, like. You're being gaslit, basically, mm-hmm. and like trying to find like the smoking gun that's gonna, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? of course. It's just that's not a cycle I enjoy. So, okay, how'd I take it? Honestly, a, a bit worse than I uh, thought at first. <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't see you getting as angry as you got, uh, but I think it was a lot of mixed emotions. Uh, Wait, you think I got? I was more angry than you anticipated? Yeah, a little bit. But just at, just like right at first, I mean, you were like, yeah. Well, so you woke me up. Mean things, you know, but it, mean things. Implying that uh, you know I was, you were leaving me and stuff. Like no, that. what? Yeah, implying. Yeah, making some implications. What are you talking sure. about? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember, but, uh, I mean, maybe. I, I mean, eventually, you know, we just we kept we talked it out. Uh, yeah. It's a new it's a new situation with the with the baby and stuff. Yeah, for me it was weird because first of all, you woke me up out of a dead sleep. Yeah. And told me. And like I was like half asleep and you're handing me a bag of drugs telling me that I needed to flush it and I was like first of all, that's like snapping me like 2 years in the past. Yeah. And I, I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I was sure. really mad at first. I mean, I think I was mad because I felt like, you know, I've been I, on the podcast. I've I've to, I've talked about how you were smoking weed and like, you know, not really going to meetings and things and kind of doing things your own way. And then this happened, and I thought, you know, well, a fucking course, you know, of yeah. course, of course, this was I could have seen this coming. So I think any anger I had was more like anger with myself. Mm-hmm. That like, well, why am I? It's my fault I'm in the situation. Like, I saw this coming. But, I mean, it was the the longest period of, uh, you know, sobriety, harmful drugs that uh, I'd had. So, I mean, it was kind of working. It was, a little bit. Okay, so I was mad. And then I got really anxious, remember? Like, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. I got, I, like, had a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And then... It's a lot of things, a lot of things to consider at once. Yeah. But I think, okay, so over the next days, what happened? Do you remember? Um, Vaguely, I think I took a day off of work and I kind of went through some tough feelings because I had been doing it for like a week, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. And I still had over half of, you know, that's how little I was doing, but... uh, the first few days are always just like raw and I feel like shit and 
um, you're figuring things out. You have no idea of, because usually if things are going to get bad, they usually get bad right after a, mm-hmm. a relapse. You know, it's mm-hmm. the it's the rawest time. Yeah, uh, you know, I always feel like after a relapse, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to keep using. Yeah, well, that's you... the th- but it's weird because. Uh, I've never felt like I had a choice. My default like position is I'd like to stay married and stay a, f- a father to my son and not have to uh, mm-hmm. smile at his stepdad, you know, every weekend. <laughs> it would be every other weekend. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's always, okay, what do I need to do now to make sure you don't leave me and mm-hmm. try to make this not happen again? My follow-through, as is with my follow-through with anything I do, is usually pretty lacking, but... uh... Mm -hmm. I have a confession, Mm -hmm. which is that a couple times since you relapsed, I have resorted to previous very negative behaviors, Mm -hmm. which at one point... I was convinced you were high, and I was just, like, interrogating you. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel like you deserve it, so you just like kind of roll with it and do what you can do to try to put you at ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I think that you know you have to re-engage with your recovery, but then also <clears throat> after a relapse, I experience a lot of triggers. So yeah, I feel like I also have to uh, face some of the triggers of my codependency and then also just like the negative behaviors that can come out of feeling very insecure Mm -hmm. in whether something is true or not i don't know what it is really i don't know how to describe the feeling that causes it but basically i get like fixated on like are you high or are you not high or is this the truth or is this not the truth like it's the mistrust that's so hard for me to figure out and then i don't believe anything you say right um so there've been a couple of times where i've been like you know you're high <laughs> yeah and honestly i don't know if you were or not the reason that we wanted to do this was to talk about kind of what we do in these times you know, can mm-hmm. we distill down like a few of the things that we've always done to get through relapses and kind of try to get life back in order? One thing is like, I feel like the communication opens up a lot after a relapse. Mm. Yeah, I'm normally trying to do things to help to build, you know, build back my credibility. What about like when you re-engage with recovery? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you do it this time? I talked to a close friend, a recovery guy, uh, was cutting his hair and to- told him a few days after this had happened. Uh, oh, really? I don't think I knew this. And uh, he mentioned uh, a step workshop that had just started that I was still able to get into. So I did that. So so I started, so I jumped into that. And I, it was the first, you know, I hadn't been to a meeting in, for sure over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first kind of... Uh, engagement I had in a while with the recovery community and so I've never I've never finished one of those um I've started a couple and you know this time I, I popped in it but uh having a hard time fully re-engaging really don't want to get a sponsor really I didn't know that you know technically I'm supposed to have one by now 
I don't know. I'm like I said, I, I was enjoying my freedom and independence. Yeah. And now having to like just get kind of intimate with these people, and I'm not, you know, it's not an activity uh, I love. Like this episode? We hope so. If you want more from the Women of Boy Problems podcast, please join us at Patreon at Recovering 2. We will be releasing exclusive content, and we also have an option where you can connect with us every month for 30 minutes, one-on-one. We hope you join us there. Back to the episode. Okay, so we just took a break because I felt like you were being... Basically, I just feel like you're being, like, all down on recovery. But, and I didn't know if we wanted to go that direction, but the whole point of recording this podcast with you was to show kind of how we work through the relapse. Mm -hmm. So we're going to record this conversation, and it's really how we're working through it. So you're cool with it, right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just giving you exactly uh, how I feel. I'm not going to, like, perform... Uh, I mean, I know I can play the hits. I know exactly what to say. I but know. I'm just, I just can't do that kind of thing anymore. So. Which I appreciate. I don't want to play the hits. I, I just didn't know, you know, with this sharing this part of our lives, it's this fine balance of like help, being helpful and then being like, <laughs> right. it just can yeah. get hard. So, you know, I don't know if that's helpful to someone. So anyways, so we're cool. We're going to go with it, right? Let's go with it. All right. So another piece of information is that you got mad at something with your therapist. And you basically haven't seen, you haven't talked to her in two weeks. Right. Okay. Which was a flag for me. Mm-hmm. And it was a uh, flag for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just have more a fuller picture of kind of where you're at. And it's concerning to me. I mean, it doesn't feel uh, super healthy. Yeah. Uh, This happens when you relapse. You go through like this. Not just when I relapse. I'm like this all the time. Yeah, but it's specifically when you relapse, you get all like, woe is me. And like one of the things you said when we weren't recording was like, I don't want this to be my life. I don't understand why, like, my instinct is, like, gratefulness. And, like, like you're here. And you have the opportunity to do this and to have a family. And you still have a marriage. And, like, there are other people who we, that we know who have relapsed and died. Mm-hmm. And, Maybe. like, it's... Um, yeah. And it's, like, how is that lost on you so quickly? That's the frustrating part as your loved one. You're here. <laughs> and you're pouting about it. Right. Well, you know. Uh, I wish I could just, like, change my brain, you know? Or, like, be super pumped, like, <laughs> to talk in a meeting. You know, though, after seven, six, seven years of this, what helps you and what doesn't help you. So, like, why do you feel like you don't know the right things to do for you or like why do you you mean well like you always like say how much you hate certain aspects of 
okay, how meetings, you don't enjoy sharing in a group setting. Right. That's not helpful to you most of the time, right? Right. But there are other ways of therapy and like... I know when you connect with your recovery friends one-on-one mm-hmm. that you do get a lot of value out of that. So I guess why is your instinct to go to the things that you're most uncomfortable doing at a time when you're most vulnerable? Um, because... We skipped talking about my therapist. Well, you want to talk about your therapist? I always like, when I'm listening to podcasts, like all <laughs> people will like start to talk about something. And, and then, stuff. like, get interrupt, like, someone will interrupt with a joke, and you're, like, super into what they were saying, and then they forget that they were saying it. And oh, well, tell us about so the I therapist. Don't, I don't remember how we got off the therapist. Uh, the last few sessions went about like this. I wasn't feeling good. Uh, when I would get done with the session, I felt bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. And then we, we, you know, had that weekend, we were doing the wedding, and... Mm-hmm. I forgot to, to text her, or I tried to text her. We had no service, and when I was able to text her, uh, it was too late. And then she notified me that I would be paying the charge. That mm-hmm. it's like more expensive. And then I also owed like four hundred dollars because I never like remembered to pay the bill, and they never send a bill. So right. I just got angry and told her uh, we were on a break. Does talking about this right now help you realize how silly some of this stuff is? Like, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't know how to be, I don't know how to, uh, what uh, other way there is. If I feel sad, I feel sad. If I feel like I don't want to do something, I don't want to do it. I mean, I, I don't know how I can change my feelings about something that I now feel required to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they definitely ain't changing once the requirement is is there. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, and once you know, when when this when a relapse like this happens, you feel like you have no agency anymore, and you have to just like do what other people say you should do because now you're in punishment. You know. But and no like, one's told you to do anything. Who's telling you what to do? I mean, once you've been in, in rehabs and meetings and recovery and steps and sponsors, when a relapse like this or whatever happens, there's like an automatic, all the, you know, all the stuff comes back. There's a, I don't know, it's easy when there's a desperation. Who's been on a continued use and never been to recovery. Like some of those things are there because that's what's needed at the very, very beginning. Right. You're not at the very beginning. <clears throat> yeah, tell that to tell that to anybody in recovery. It doesn't matter what anyone in recovery. Well, says. it does because you you play by the rules of the people around you. Like that's how it works. I don't I don't know how else it works. I mean, you can like. I mean, it works by staying alive. I mean, what do you have to do to take care of yourself to stay alive? But you're letting the like, these false expectations of other people. Well, because I didn't have any techniques. I, I didn't. I obviously didn't know what to do. Um, yeah, but if, you, if you're going to be in a position where you don't want to do what people are saying, then you have to have... Then you have to take it into your own hands of finding the tools for you. But I feel like what you do is you're like, I don't want to do what you're saying, so I'm going to sit here and pout because I don't know what else to do because no one's telling me. And even if they did tell me, I wouldn't want to do it. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's like 
you are like on this perpetual cycle of like, I don't want to do what people are telling me, but I'm also not trying to figure out what's best for me at the same time. And so... I don't know how to figure out what's best for me. You gotta... Don't you think you should just try different things? Like, you know the things that work for you. You've had sustained sobriety in the past. Right? Yeah. There are pieces here and there that make you feel good. That give you support. I mean, the best, you know, the best uh, techniques that I found uh, were over the past couple years. And just... Right. Enjoying what I have and, and, and trusting my gut, you know, and, and, uh, feeling, uh, I don't know. I mean, what you're saying is being grateful. Yes. Being present. I mean, those are recovery skills that you learned. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, also fellowship, having friends. Right. And connections. Yes. But you're on medication. That's a tool. Yes. Your therapy was a tool. Right. My concern as your wife is that you are... You are not taking ownership of your recovery or life. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's frustrating to me because... No one's telling you that I know of what to do. No. You're not being forced. This is maybe the first time in history of after a relapse where there's no court. There's no hospital bill. There's no, you know what I'm saying? Like right. it's the least consequential relapse you've probably had ever, probably. Right. You're not in rehab. You're not at a halfway house. Well, I just felt like, but it also didn't work. I'm. Sometimes I feel bipolar. Like I have periods of just manic energy and like plans and and uh, positivity, and then I'll and then I get really sad. Uh, and that happens whether I'm sober or smoking weed or doing drugs, whatever. Uh, I mean, but it's still one of those things that one of your tools is medication, and like you could go to a doctor and talk about this and try to address this you have opportunities to try different pull different level levers and to do to change things up and just because you relapse in my opinion it doesn't mean you have to change your whole life right like you don't mm-hmm. have to like change the whole thing but it could serve you to reflect on maybe one thing that you could have done Right. I mean, you know, obviously looking back, it would have helped to be honest about even just the fleeting thoughts I was having. But I don't know. When they first start, it doesn't seem like an issue. And then when they start to get worse, it's like too embarrassing to talk about for some reason. And you just kind of hope they go away. Mm -hmm. But you know better than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but don't we all know better? Don't we all just do things daily that... We know are terrible, but we do them anyway. But most people's things aren't like life or death. So it's a little bit different. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. This is how I feel. Not super good. Yeah. It's okay to not feel super good sometimes. Yeah. Also, you know, you have seasonal depression. Yeah. And you also um, didn't 
submit my parents' photos for Lenny's grandparents. Uh, oh my God! At uh, his daycare. Ben, he doesn't know who they Which are. He's pretty jacked up. Well, I do. It's not for him. None of it. None of that shit's for him. Yet. Oh my God! This is this is getting too real. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe I fucked up. So our son's like school. We call it school because we fucking pay tuition and it makes us feel better mm-hmm. about paying them. But daycare wanted pictures of his grandparents and I didn't submit pictures of your parents who are have passed they're both deceased uh, yeah I felt I like shit it about be... it okay I mean you told me about it I could have sent you a couple pictures like I I just you know it's not all your fault it was yeah over, I'm oversight. sorry I'm sorry I'm not actually mad all right what are you gonna do about this now that I know the we saved this conversation for the podcast, so some of this is the first time I've heard this. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not super comfortable with it, staying like this without some action. Right. What What can I do to help you? What do you need from me? Oh, man. It's a tough one. I really don't know. I really never know the answer. Was just talking about it helpful? A little bit. A little bit, probably. You definitely need to go get a different doctor and talk about the way you're feeling with someone who knows something. How do you find that? Well, I can help you. I don't know. We'll Google it or something. Okay. You know, my mom's Facebook group. Different doctor. Yeah. Check. Good idea. And you need to be honest about the way you're feeling. I am. With them. Oh, yeah, I know. It's... I can talk to doctors. Okay. And you also need to make up to your therapist. Yeah, I mean, that's a start. This is exactly what would happen in a real... And yeah, we this, this has happened before. This is uh, authentic. I cry and uh, do my sad clown uh, routine. and mm-hmm. uh, Which is okay. It's overwhelming and it does... It is a shitty thing to have to deal with. You know, when you said you don't want this life, that's relatable. You know, a lot of people, no one wants that life. Mm-hmm. No one wants this side of the life either. <laughs> right. That's for sure. But it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. You, you know, it just, it's not always like that. And the way you were talking earlier isn't always the way you feel, but it's okay to be down about it. I mean, you took a big blow to get in, you know, with that relapse. Yes. But you also have to put on your big boy pants now. And if you don't want to be treated like a child, you should stop acting like one. You know? Yeah. It's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy there. Right. And you're getting in your own way. Per use. Thanks for being. This is going to be the most listened to (laughs) edition. Well, I mean, it was kind of, you were kind of down, but thank you for doing this anyways. Because, you know, it just, I think it just shows uh, some of the complexities and... Willingness. That this is what your willingness. Willingness. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, babe. I love you. Thanks for spending time with us. We hope this story has helped you better navigate yours. Don't forget to subscribe so we can meet you here next time.
If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love by rating or reviewing. Need more support? Join our online community by visiting us at boyproblemspod.com. Whatever you do, keep coming back.